Hey, it's Finn, and if you've been listening to 680 for long, you know that I'm a big fan of Audi Atlanta. That's where I got my Audi Q8 e-tron, which I absolutely love. And it's the only dealership I would recommend to my friends and my family. And here's why. For one, Audi Atlanta has a great selection of luxury vehicles. They helped me find the exact SUV I was looking for, and the purchase was super easy. A fully transparent experience catered to me. The same experience they provide all their customers And here's one more reason that makes Audi Atlanta so special. During the month of April, Audi Atlanta will make a donation to Enduring Hearts for every vehicle sold. Thanks to the efforts of Enduring Hearts, children with heart transplants are living longer and healthier lives. Get the Audi you've always wanted while supporting a great cause. To learn more about Enduring Hearts and to view our current specials, visit AudiAtlanta.com. To start or complete your entire purchase online or shop Audi Atlanta in person like I did on Peachtree Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Together, we have the power to make positive changes that could last a lifetime. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app. It's time for the Business of Sports Minute, presented by Southern Company. Southern Company is building the future of energy for the customers and communities they are privileged to serve. So AEW Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision coming to Gas South Arena next Wednesday and Thursday. Single day or ticket packages for all three shows now available at AllEliteWrestling.com. And this Sunday, it's going to be the Revolution pay-per-view, Sting's last match. This guy calls it all. Mm-hmm. He's been a friend for years. Mm-hmm. He is Tony Schiavone joining us for the business of sports. Tony, always a pleasure having you on. How you doing? Hey, Nick. How you doing, buddy? It's good to be with you. It's, gosh, you and I and, uh, and Chris have not talked uh, maybe since the Turner Field days. I'm not so yeah, sure. I think you're right. But, uh, I think you're right. Yeah. You doing well, though, Tony? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm living my best life right now, Chris. I really am. I'm, good for you. I'm very, very fortunate. I really am very fortunate to never thought I'd get back into business, but never say never in wrestling. What was the phone call? Um, and how do you, you know, we usually talk about these as kitchen table decisions. What was the decision right. that had to go into actually going back? Well, it was a, it was a weird thing, it, and it's it's kind of a long story, uh, but I'll, I'll try to give you the short version. I um, I got a call from the WWE, and when I got that phone call, I immediately told my friend Conrad Thompson, I said, you'll never believe this, but the WWE called me and wants me to come to work for them. He called Cody, Cody Rhodes, who's a friend of mine, and Cody got in touch with me. Cody said, listen, don't want you to go to work for the WWE. I want you to go to work for AEW. I said, well, Cody, you and I talk all the time. You've never offered me anything. So he had Tony Khan call me, and Tony Khan called me, and I was immediately, immediately uh, hooked into uh, what he, his vision and just a great guy. And, you know, I, I had put some, as you guys know, I put a lot of jobs together. Mm-hmm. I had done the uh, uh, the Gwinnett team, the Braves, uh, Stripers for 11 years, worked with the Georgia Bulldogs and football and basketball and even worked at Starbucks. And I had called a lot of jobs together to, to make a living. But I thought, you know what? The money's good. I'm going to give it one last shot. And so here I am. And you talked about Conrad Thompson. He's got all of the wrestling podcasts. You're a part of that podcast network as well. How much did that help kind of get you back on the radar and a lot of other guys as well? Oh, it, it helped a great deal, uh, Nick. I uh, Conrad and I started in 2017 with our podcast, and I would do some things, and Tony Khan would listen to our podcast. Uh, and our podcast is kind of different than most. We don't really, we don't really interview people or talk 
that much about the current stuff. We just uh, we'll we'll put up a an old uh, nitro or an old thunder, and we'll watch it together, and we'll comment on it, and have the fans, you know, hopefully put it up and watch along with us. And we make fun of some of the stuff we we did. I make fun of me, and so Tony Khan got into that. He enjoyed the podcast and uh, and offered me a job. You know, I this is a, f- a funny story, but it's really true. Uh, my my daughter was getting married and. And we're trying to get money together for her, uh, for her uh, wedding, obviously. And and I remember telling Lois, uh, and I said, you know, what I need in my life at my age is a billionaire who was a fan of mine growing up. <laughs> Ta-da! Tony Khan arrives. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, Tony Khan, of course, the owner of AEW, son of Shad Khan, who owns the Jacksonville right. Jaguars. Did you have to find a lamp on a beach and actually rub it three <laughs> times to have this happen? Or you, just, you just put it into the universe. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I didn't have to, but that's a true story. I I just thought, you know, I I told Lois that, and and Tony Khan arrives in, in our life, so it's been good. It's been uh, I'm uh, it'll be five years coming up uh, this October since we started AEW, and uh, I'm on all the shows, and uh, they put me on Collision now on Saturday night as a lead announcer. I had told Tony, I said, I'd like one more shot at doing play by play, just to see if I could do it. And so he put me on collision, and he likes it, and we're having a great time. I've got a great team. So, listen, there's a lot of stress in wrestling. There really is backstage because, I mean, it's entertainment. You got to, you're trying to put a show together, and I'm involved in that, but uh, travel all the time. But other than that, so, life is good, man. It really is. So, Tony, was there a moment that you knew that you hit a little bit? I don't know what the first call might have been, the first match might have been, where, you know, you go home that night, and you go, oh, wait that could stick or that could become something. Is there sort of a moment in your career where you go, I, I think people are going to know my name a little bit because of this. Well, I, of course I keep going back to, you know, I made the transition from a, a minor league wrestling, uh, minor league wrestling, a minor league baseball announcer uh, back in, wow, 1983 to pro wrestling. And I was doing pro wrestling part-time for the Crockett's just doing stick work, uh, local promos, getting to know everybody. And I was still doing the Charlotte O's. At that time, they were Baltimore's double-A team in the Southern League. And a couple of years passed, and Jim Crockett came in to me and said, I'd I'd like for you to start doing some play-by-play. And I started doing some play-by-play. We were in Shelby, North Carolina, and I did a show. And I walked in the backstage, and the guys came up to me. And I remember Ricky Steamboat coming up to me, and he said, you know what? He said, your voice, the excitement that you have, he said, you're really going to make it. Because he said, all of us in the back stopped, looked at the monitor, and was listening to what you had to say. And then Dusty Rhodes was the booker, and Dusty says, I want you to start working on play-by-play. And everybody loved me, and I'm talking about all the boys loved me. And uh, it kind of stuck. And then, of course... In April of 85, we took over the the time slot for TBS, World Championship Wrestling 605, and that's where I kind of forged my way uh, during those times. I like to look back and look about, look how young and pretty I was. And uh, thanks killer, to the WWE Network, I can do that. Yeah, killer mustache as well for a while, Tony. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Porn star mustache is what they say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tony Schiavone with us. Um, AEW Dynamite Rampage Collision coming to Gas South Arena next Wednesday and Thursday. AllEliteWrestling.com to get some ticket packages. Also going to be on the call for Revolution, the pay-per-view. It's Sting's last match. Can you believe he's still doing this, Tony? He's crazy. 
crazy. He's in his sixties, and he's st- he only he only does this, Nick. He, he he jumps off of ledges, and he jumps, and he 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 jumped off of the 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 ring uh, into a, onto a table. It was probably like two months ago, and kind of missed, and just absolutely cut his lip. And here he was, uh, three weeks later, back in the ring doing it again. I I just I, I keep telling him, I said, you know, you're you're out of your mind. And one time he went up, and I think this was Revolution a couple of years ago. He went up on the balcony and jumped on two tables. And afterwards, I said, "You're crazy." He said, "I did that for you." I said, "Thanks. Yeah. Don't kill yourself." <laughs> but nice. no, he's he, he is nuts. Yeah, uh, and, but and, in a good way. And, and Tony, for those that don't know, he wrestles in the WWE a few years ago and suffers a major neck injury. He he loses feeling Absolutely. for a while when he's wrestling Seth Rollins. So, you know, things are predetermined, but the injuries are real, as you well know. Yeah, the injuries are real, and you just don't know, Nick. You just don't know when they're going to happen. It could be a freak thing, and they kind of—that's the way it was with Sting. Well, guys and there's been so, a lot of guys. Yeah, guys are so nervous about losing a contract, though, that I'm sure you know. With all the respect, you do whatever it is you got to do to get to the next show. That's the mindset. Right, right. So, Tony, you got a couple. You know, of, yeah, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, one thing, Chris. Back in the day, uh, the wrestlers had to wrestle, or they didn't get paid. They wrestled. They were they were independent contractors, ten ninety nine uh, tax forms. Now they're under contract, so if they're hurt, you know they're still going to get paid. And uh, we have a. It just it, the the business has changed, just like any other sports. But the business has changed for the better for the athletes, and I and I'm liking that. Good. So I don't know if you want to give names, but I'm assuming you talked about backstage. There's tension. There's things going on. Have you ever seen an all out real fight? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, did somebody like? Was it, I'm not losing, therefore it's going to go on a little bit longer than most bar fights go on? No, here's what happened. It, it's, one, it's, one of the, it's one of the famous stories in, in wrestling backstage. And I'm thinking it's like 1993, and we're at center stage in Atlanta, and Paul Orndorff and, and Big Van Vader got into a fight. Now, both of those guys are no longer with us, but Paul Orndorff was legitimately, well, both of them are legitimately tough guys. But Paul Orndorff is a longtime pro wrestler and a badass, and a, but a good guy. I like to say all these guys are good guys because they really are. And Paul was, uh, he was one of our agents or one of our producers at that time. And we were trying to get Vader to do an interview. And Paul walked up to the camera and was talking to us. And he said, that son of a bitch ain't coming. So the hell with him. Okay. And he walked away. So I'm standing in the back, and Vader comes towards me, and I'm thinking, what's he coming towards me for? Well, he's coming towards Paul Orndorff. And Vader said, you got something you want to say to me, you say to, say to my face. Well, Paul didn't say anything. He just clocked him. And then Vader goes down, and we're talking about a 100-pound guy. He's massive. Paul, literally at my feet, Paul is stomping his head in the concrete, just stomping his freaking head. And the, the guys pull him off, and Vader, as big and as strong as he is, was like crying. He said, get him off me. He's going to kill me. He's going to kill me. And I'm thinking, this is great. This is a story I'm going to have the rest of my life because it happened in front of me. So that's the, that is the one I remember. And everybody everybody will say that, that sees me. So do you remember the Vader uh, Orndorff fight? I said, do I remember it? It was at my feet. Man, I lived it. The man bled on me. <laughs> that man's blood on my shoes. It was crazy, but it was it was funny to see Vader, and I liked Leon. He was a he was kind of a a difficult guy at times, but I liked him because he was such a star. It was just funny seeing how tough and big he was, 
crying because Paul Orndorff is well, helping his head in the country. Tony Schiavone with us uh, for the business of sports. Like we said, AEW coming to town, com to get tickets for Dynamite Rampage and Collision next Wednesday and Thursday, Revolution Pay-Per-View, Sting's last matches this week as well. You've seen the evolution of the business, like when guys had to protect the gimmick or they lost their job. You were also around. Ole Anderson just passed away, and you kind of helped coin the phrase, the four horsemen, did you not? Yes. As a matter of fact, uh, according to Arn Anderson, and, and Nick, I really don't remember it, but I believe Arn. Arn mentioned that we are the four horsemen of the apocalypse, or we're like that. Uh, and when it was, when there was, that interview was over, I looked at Arn, I said, that's what you should call yourself, the four horsemen. That's it. And so it stuck from my suggestion to Arn. And, uh, of course, as we all know, the four horsemen obviously are legendary in, in pro wrestling. So, Tony, let's finish up. I know, and good luck with everything coming up with the big shows. And Thanks, we, have to, we have to talk a little bit more often. What do you think the yeah. greatest, who's the greatest character? Like, if you just said on a piece of paper, here's the script. Like, it's Sergeant Slaughter or it's somebody else. Who do you think the greatest character to walk through in the last 40 years, the years you've been doing it? The greatest character? Yeah. Uh, we're, not, we're not talking about greatest performer in the no, room. But the no, 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 no. Character. character. Yeah, yeah. The greatest character is Hulk Hogan. Uh, I mean, there was there was no one, there was no one that made an impact on the business uh, to kids. Uh, he had a cartoon, right? I he just and he was he was on. Uh, we're talking the '80s, and he was on. Uh, and of course, you know, the media's changed, but he was on the Sports Illustrated cover at that time. So you can't deny what he meant to the sport. Not only that, when he turned heel. Uh, Which you called? You, did you know yeah. that was coming, or you had no idea? Nope, I had no idea. I knew that. I knew that they had talked about Hogan doing it. They had also talked about Bret Hart, but it was. I just uh, when the when the day ended for me, and I went to the broadcast table. I'm thinking, okay, they'll come up with something. <laughs> uh, and you know, I, I kind of like that, Nick. I, I like not knowing everything. Yeah, it, so. it makes it more genuine. The call, as you told him, he can go right. to hell at the end of the pay per view. Famous yeah, line yeah. to this day, right? That is that's one of my famous lines that I I just kind of <laughs> threw out there with without thinking, but uh, but I, I kind of thought you know uh, here's Hogan this this icon to kids and he's he's turning on everybody and so I thought it fit. Yeah, it did. It's so, a great call. Yeah. It might it, listen. Al Michaels, Miracle on Ice. And Tony Schiavone, Hulk Hogan, you can go to hell. I mean, they, they register and they will for a long so time. So before we let you go, let's talk about present day. Talk about some of the big storylines in AEW that the fans could be involved in. Well, uh, one of the biggest storylines is our, our uh, Sting's final match, obviously. And the Young Bucks, who are our executive vice presidents, uh, turning on uh, Sting and Darby. And uh, <laughs> and uh, Ric Flair's involved in that, as you know. And uh, that's kind of one of our biggest storylines. The other one is... Uh, Samoa Joe is our world champion, and he's got two top contenders, and they couldn't decide who would face Samoa Joe at Revolution. So it's going to be a three-way match uh, with Swerve Strickland and Hangman Adam Page. And Hangman kind of uh, turned on Swerve Strickland last oh, no. night, uh, thinking oh, no. that we all thought he had a bad ankle, but as Swerve turned around, he hit him with a crutch over top of the head. Uh, one of the so, great gimmicks. Yeah, so those things happen, man. I mean, you know. Those crutches, you never know. I, I remember one time uh, I was going to do a basketball game uh, at Georgia, and I was on crutches, and Adam Gillespie turned his head, and I hit him over the head with a crutch. Uh, you know what? I think a lot, of people, a, a lot of people yeah. cheered that day. That wasn't a heel turn on your part. 
No, he has a, you know he has a head as big as a pumpkin, and so it it broke the crutch. So I remember that happening. So it happens, you know, crutches happen in life. Well, Tony, hey, just remember when I kicked you out of that chair, we started winning national championships oh, with that football program. Here we go. I should not. I shouldn't have even brought his name up. What am I doing in yeah, my life? Your own hey, fault. But I miss. I miss. Let me tell you this. I miss the dogs. I really miss the Braves. I I got you know uh, Brian Snitker was our manager in Gwinnett for a number of years. Sid and I are still friends. He still gets gets me tickets if I need them. And I really miss seeing you guys. I miss the Atlanta sports scene, but I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I Tony, really am. Last thing, I know you called the O's games. Who was in the booth for the Orioles then? Like when you're trying, you're like a minor league player. You're trying to make your way up. Who blocked you? Yeah. Uh, who blocked Was John Miller? Like who was? I'm trying to think uh, of who was. I, I think John Miller. Yeah, John Miller was with them. Right. Okay. And I think this this was after the Chuck Thompson era. Okay. So I think you're right. I think it was John Miller. Okay, absolutely, it was John Miller because I went to a, I went to a. Wow, isn't it amazing how your mind works? I went to baseball winter meetings and met him. Uh, I don't think he blocked me. I was just a kid out of college, and who knows? Well, Hell, here I was going to be a wrestling announcer, Chris. I was going to be a wrestling announcer. I wasn't going to do. It was the in order. the stars uh, again. It was in the stars. The star, it was your density. And the stars, to quote George McFly, <laughs> have all aligned again for AEW and Tony Schiavone. Listen, Tony, when you're in town, we would yeah. love to have you in studio with us because we need more time. Absolutely. I uh, well, I still live here, live in the same house thirty years. I, I travel Wednesdays and Saturdays. Uh, but I'm in town most of the week. I'd love to come in the studio. Take a day. Yeah. Come on in. The door is always open. We'll line something up. Tony Schiavone, AEW Wrestling, Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision coming to Gas South Arena next Wednesday and Thursday. The pay-per-view Revolution Stings Farewell is this Sunday as well. AllEliteWrestling.com to get some ticket packages. Tony, we'll talk soon. Chris and uh, Nick, thank you very much, both of you. Uh, Gillespie, you're welcome for the job. (laughs) The Business of Sports Minute, presented by our friends at Southern Company. You can check out all our interviews at 680thefan.com, thepodcastpark.com, or on the 680thefan app. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app. Hey, it's Finn, and if you've been listening to 680 for long, you know that I'm a big fan of Audi Atlanta. That's where I got my Audi Q8 e-tron, which I absolutely love. And it's the only dealership I would recommend to my friends and my family. And here's why. For one, Audi Atlanta has a great selection of luxury vehicles. They helped me find the exact SUV I was looking for, and the purchase was super easy. A fully transparent experience catered to me. The same experience they provide all their customers And here's one more reason that makes Audi Atlanta so special. During the month of April, Audi Atlanta will make a donation to Enduring Hearts for every vehicle sold. Thanks to the efforts of Enduring Hearts, children with heart transplants are living longer and healthier lives. Get the Audi you've always wanted while supporting a great cause. To learn more about Enduring Hearts and to view our current specials, visit AudiAtlanta.com to start or complete your entire purchase online. Or shop Audi Atlanta in person like I did on Peachtree Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Together, we have the the power to make positive changes that could last a lifetime. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.